Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Today, I'm very excited to have a guest who's really an icon in science and spirituality in the marriage of the two. And my guest is Lynn McTaggart, and we're talking to her from England, from the London area. And Lynn is an award-winning journalist and author of seven books, including her forthcoming book, The Power of Eight, and the worldwide bestsellers, The Field, The Intention Experiment, and The Bond, all considered seminal books of the new science and now translated into 30 languages. Lynn is consistently voted one of the top world's top 100 spiritual leaders for her groundbreaking work with consciousness and the power of attention, and she's chiefly known for the quality of her writing and in-depth research. She's also a dynamic speaker. She gets standing ovations, and she speaks all over the world. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you. It's great to be with you again. Yes, wonderful. You know, I interviewed you when you first started, not first started, but I think on one of your first books, The Intention Experiment, and I remembered how that affected me so much, you know, how you talked about a leaf and how you had people all over the world, I think a leaf tour, or you tore a leaf and you had people all over the world um, putting their intention on the leaf uh, healing itself and getting back together, and it did. And I'll never forget that. And I know you've, you've moved so, now you, you're doing so many other things, but kind of talk about the origins of your work and how it's progressed. Sure, absolutely. Well, it started with a book before the intention experiment, a book called The Field. Now, I am the editor of a magazine called What Doctors Don't Tell You. And way back in the uh, 90s, I was doing research for the magazine, and we look at medical things. We look at what works and what doesn't work in conventional and alternative uh, medicine. Um, mostly what doesn't work in conventional medicine and what does work in alternatives. And um, I was looking at research about spiritual healing and I kept coming across these really good studies um, demonstrating that this stuff works. And I started thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. If you can have a thought and send it to someone else and make them better, then that in itself undermines everything we think about how the world works. So I set off to try to find out why. And I didn't know what I was looking for. Um, I just was on a journey without a compass. So I started talking to frontier scientists, physicists, and biologists who had done um, really groundbreaking work in um, consciousness research. And everything they talked to me about blew me away far more than I thought I was going to be. I thought I would find something like human energy fields. What I didn't expect was to find evidence that we're on the verge of a completely new understanding of how the world works and how we work. And so they described this quantum energy field that we're all part of. But the other thing they described, and a bit of unfinished business that I left with the field, was the idea that thoughts are an actual something with the capacity to change physical matter. So Mm. being the hard-nosed journalist that I am, wanted to find out 
how far we can take this. You know, what are we talking about? Are we talking about a subtle process like, you know, moving a quantum particle, or are we talking about curing cancer with our thoughts? And the other thing that intrigued mm-hmm. me was what happens when lots of people are thinking the same thought at the same time? Does this magnify the effect? Mm-hmm. So that's why I wrote the intention experiment, not only to look at all the science of intention, which I did in the book, but also to invite people to be part of a major intention experiment. Because by then, I knew a lot of scientists in consciousness research, and I'd also, you know, I also had lots of readers around the world from the field. So I thought if I just put them together, we'd have the biggest global laboratory in the world, and that's what we did. That was back right, in but, and since then, since then, now you're working with uh, the Power of Eight, where you have talked about how people in small groups, and you use the number eight, together can create even more powerful intentions. Tell us about this work. Well, um, I wanted to find out about big groups, but I also wondered if I could scale this down. Now, we had some major successes with the intention experiment. By the way, Patricia, we've run it 33 times. We've had 33 experiments, everything from trying Mm. to change a leaf to trying to heal water, um, you know, purify water, to lowering violence in war-torn area, uh, to healing someone from post-traumatic stress disorder. And of those 33 experiments, 29 have shown measurable, positive, mostly significant effects. You know, there's no Mm -hmm. drug out there with that kind of track record. But Mm -hmm. I was also interested in whether you could scale this down. But being a journalist, I wasn't really sure what to do. So when we had a workshop, one of our first workshops, and I hadn't run too many of them, I was sitting there before Brett talking to my husband, Brian, who was going to participate, and I said, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll put them in groups of eight or so and have them send healing intention to a member of the group with a health challenge. And my husband's also a journalist and said, he's a great headline writer, and he said, I love it, the power of eight. So we put people in groups, expecting it would just be a kind of feel-good effect, like getting the back, your back rubbed. And we had them come back the next day after having the intentions set. And these were, these were intentions set to people who had health challenges of every sort. The next day they came back and they, it was more than a back rub, believe me. I mean, the lame were walking. We had one person with, you know, terrible arthritis of the knee who said she was walking normally. We had somebody else with depression who said it was lifted. We had somebody else with cataracts who said it was 80% better. We had another person um, with terrible IBS and her stomach felt better and she felt normal. And, you know, on and on and on, this went for about an hour. So I was flabbergasted by this. Um, and not sure what to believe about it. I thought, oh, this is a placebo effect, and kept then doing it, running it in workshop after workshop after workshop, and every single time, we had loads of people who were healed in 10 minutes. That's all we did the intention for, 10 minutes. And so, really, my latest book, The Power of Eight, was an attempt to find out why, because, as I say, I, I'm kind of a 21st century doubting Thomas. So this was shocking to me, and I had to try to understand so, what on earth was going on here. 
So let me ask you, so where, what is the science behind this? Is it energy? Is it particles? Is it energy that's leaving our brain and actually going through the ethers and reaching the person? I mean, what, what, what is that? What do you think it is? Okay, well, there is some evidence, you know, if we want to just look at the science of it, there's some evidence that thoughts, like all kinds of tiny currents of light coming out of the body, you know, we know that we send out a tiny current of photons, you know, some quantum light. We know that. And we also know that there is a lot of energy that gets generated with thoughts, that they have a magnetic energy, they have a, um, they have a light, an increase of light, they have an increase of um, all kinds of energy. But it's something more than that because, remember, electromagnetic energy decreases with distance. And this doesn't. As you say, we can send it out to something that is... I mean, we did an intention experiment where we had an audience in Sydney, Australia, sending intention to um, uh, a leaf sitting in a lab in Tucson, Arizona, 8,000 mm. miles away. Nevertheless, we had an effect. And... We found this over and over again that distance doesn't matter in any way. So there is an energy that's going on, but it's some sort of psychic internet effect. It is some sort of quantum effect where we are effect, where distance doesn't matter that it is some sort of non-local effect. So we see that there is quantum light generated, but it is more like the power of a laser that affects everything in its path essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything is energy, correct? And we can measure energy. Absolutely. Correct? You know, and energy is, you know, energy isn't a solid and stable thing. I mean, when we see physics models of an atom, they have little billiard balls that are supposed to operate in a very orderly way. But actually, subatomic particles are a lot messier. They're a little vibrating packet of energy. And they trade energy with other subatomic particles all the time, like an endless game of, you know, quantum tennis. And so this carries on all the time. So, you know, at our nethermost level, you know, we're, there's actually nothing substantial there. It's all a big puff of vibratory nothingness, essentially, trading energy with other vibratory nothingness. So we're in a totally different idea of um, mm. influence than we're normally yes. used to. We're used to the idea that you have here, to do something physical something, you know? Right. That here's you have to turn question. it, drop here's it, my, freeze it, or give it a kick. Right. So here's my question, Lynn. If you, um, you know, on, on the positive end, you let's say that, as you said, you have an illness or an ailment, and people in the intention group are helping you, and they're thinking of healing thoughts, and they're sending those to you, and you're getting better. What if the opposite happens? What if you get very fearful, and, you just, and you're really afraid something awful is going to happen? Does that have the opposite effect? Does that mean that, that it's stopping the positive energy from flowing, that it will um, you know, maybe have not a good effect on your health? What, what do you think? Well, we've had situations where total skeptics have been healed by the power of eight, whether or not they were a group that I set up in a conference, a lot of times in conferences of when I'm speaking at a conference, I'll put the audience into groups of eight, and we've had people who were total skeptics who had who were healed. Uh, we did an intention for a, a 15-year-old kid who had tried to commit suicide, and 
Um, he, you know, every time, and his, his stepfather kept a running commentary of what was going on with Luke while we were sending healing, healing intention. He had broken every bone in his body. He had nerve damage, brain damage, etc. And so his stepfather would write to me every time Luke um, got intention from our community, and he would say what was going on around the time of the intention. Now, Luke got better. The doctors didn't even think he was going to live, and he got better in record time, and every time we said intention, something really miraculous happened to him. He's now a totally healthy mm-hmm. 18-year-old boy. Um, Amazing. But Luke, at the time, Amazing. did not believe in the power of intention. He thought what his parents were, were doing, like most adolescents, he thought what his parents were doing was stupid. So belief isn't essential. It helps. It definitely helps. I mean, certainly studies show that when your beliefs are congruent with senders and receivers, it helps. But it's not a completely necessary thing. And there seems to be an amplified power in a group. Mm-hmm. Lynn, can you work with other things besides illness? Example, let's say you're worried about um, your finances and you're really trying and, you know, you're really struggling. Or let's say that your relationship just broke up and you're devastated. Um, can, can you, will this help that as well? Yes. I mean, and we know this because every year I run a year-long master class. Um, it is... Um, a six-week, it kicks off with a six-week webinar where people come and I instruct them in all of the keys to intention mastery, um, the right times and places, the right heart space, the right um, focused mind. Um, I teach them about how to deal with negative intention, how to deal with relationships with intention, how to become more intuitive about other people's intentions, how to work in groups, etc. So they get six 90-minute webinars from me, but immediately we put them into groups in their time zone. So they're in a power debate group from the start, and they get um, tips from me and then catch-up calls throughout the year. The real work is done every week being in a master class group, in a power of eight group, and I document what goes on with them. I have them every month reporting on what their intention was and whether or not they've achieved it and what's changed. And many people come who want health healing, but other people have financial difficulties, career problems, um, um, difficult difficulties with their relationships or they want to find a new relationship or they want a new life purpose. And I have found um, that pretty much everybody, those people who stay in their group and meet religiously week after week, pretty much everybody ends up having some major transformational change. For instance, uh, we had um, Andy who was desperate for a new job. And um, she, everything she was trying, she was a very talented marketer and coach. Everything she was trying was not working. We had her in a group sending intention for other people. And as soon as she started getting off of herself and focusing on other people in the group, she ended up having a call out of nowhere, offering her her dream job. We had been down to her last 200 pounds. And she had her group set an intention for her. And suddenly she got this extraordinary windfall of, um, of regular income from Lloyd's. 
um, Lloyd's mm. London insurer. Um, we've had people who have had started new relationships. Um, we've had people heal themselves of chronic fatigue, of, of, you know, lifelong depression, had their vitiligo repigmented, you know, found their dream home. Um, all kinds of issues like that. I mean, we have so many people in our current 2019 group who have had just extraordinary things, um, getting the transplant that they needed, the organ for transplant that they needed just when they needed it. So there's all kinds of things like that that go on, and it's all about the regular meeting in the group. And it's also about, as I said, getting off of yourself. That's one of the beauties of the Power of Eight group. You're not just intending for yourself. It's not just a selfish act. What I have found is the real secret sauce here is in getting off of yourself and intending for others because time after time, that's the thing that makes the difference for people themselves. They get healed. Now, Liz, Their lives get healed so, when they get off of themselves. So when I listen to this, just as a, if I were a listener and not the interviewer, I would be saying, I want to be part of one of these groups. I, w- I really want to, I want to know more, and I want to be part of that. It, can people do that? Are you filled? Are you taking more people? How does this work? We have just opened the doors literally this week for Masterclass 2020. So for anybody who wants to be part of it, if they just come on my website, lynnmctaggart.com, and just they'll see on the front page a link that takes them to the page about it, and they'll read about it, and they'll read about a lot of the people who participated this year and what happened to them So and are still carrying on. It kicks off on February 1st, but we're signing up now, and uh, last, last year we, we sold out six weeks before we started. So wow. for people who are interested, I really urge them to, uh, to have a look now. But yeah, we we I start one a new one every year, and it just you know I'm the biggest student in the room too because I keep watching these miracles unfold, and I keep studying it and finding out more. It's fascinating to me, and it's fascinating how the intention part works. Um, what would you say to people listening to this? who would say, well, you know, I'd love to be part of this, but I'm either in a work situation or a home situation where there's a lot of negativity. I'm dealing with somebody who's negative all the time. How does, how, what would you say to that person who, who, would, who listens to this and says, oh, I, you know, I'd love to feel that way, but I, I'm in this sort of this negative swirl with other people? Right. Yeah, well, I've got a whole class plus a catch-up class. I've got a major class on negativity, your own and everybody else's around you, and how to deal with it. And I also have a whole catch-up class on anger and how to thwart Mm -hmm. that and turn that completely around using intention. Uh, You know, the key element, I will give you just this. The key element with negative intention is oftentimes a, it's emanating from you, and B, most teachers talk about blocking yourself from it, creating a shield. And I always, my answer to all of that always is, well, if we're all one, if we're all part of this quantum energy field, why do you want to block yourself off from that? There are all kinds mm-hmm. of ways to use intention to turn around the situation. 
You know, one of the simplest ways is to send positive intention to whoever that negative force is and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I find mm-hmm. that when you change that energy between you, oftentimes it changes. But there's loads of other things you can do, too, to keep yourself strong, even in a totally negative work situation, home situation, that um, we use a number of techniques for. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm probably going to ask you, Lynn, for just one technique that people can use to help them deal with negativity or with anger. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest for the whole hour is Lynn McTaggart, who has been voted one of the world's top 100 spiritual leaders and for her groundbreaking work with consciousness and the power of intention. She is the author of seven books, including her forthcoming book, The Power of Eight, and her worldwide bestsellers, The Field, The Intention Experiment, and The Bond. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Accidents, injuries, hazards of all kinds. It seems like everything you do has something dangerous attached to it. Everyday safety is important to us all. Yet where can you get the information you need to prevent injuries and accidents? Tune in for Todd Murray and his program, Safety is Your First Choice. From safety in the home to the car in your workplace, as well as anywhere that you need to be prepared, he'll cover a range of topics. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com 
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back, and this is The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. I'm with Lynn McTaggart, who is an award-winning journalist, the author of seven books, including her forthcoming book, The Power of Eight, and the worldwide bestsellers, The Field, The Intention Experiment, and The Bond, which have now been translated into 30 languages. Lynn is consistently voted one of the world's 100 top spiritual leaders for her groundbreaking work with consciousness and the power of intention, and her writing and in-depth research. Welcome back, Lynn. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. So... Here's a question. We talked before the break about that you teach techniques for people who are dealing in negativity or have a lot of anger and how they can get through that. Can you give us one technique, one tip? Yeah. Well, as I say, what you need to do is to change the energy between you. And so one of the most powerful ways no matter what somebody is doing to you, no matter how awful they are, is to start sending them positive intention. The other way is to spend time when you're not in, not, not in front of them uh, doing a little technique that is actually Buddhist of compassionate intention where you send love to your closest, nearest, and dearest. You send, and the love is this, um, I appreciate the kindness of all things. May they be uh, healthy and free from suffering. Um, and you first send that to your loved ones, your nearest and dearest. Then you send it to your friends. Then you send it to your acquaintances. And then you send it to people uh, like the people who are giving you the big trouble, all your enemies. Even focus on them. Focus on them, sending them that kind of love. And I guarantee you that will start changing what's going on between you. Most people think, oh, it's all emanating from the other person. It's also emanating from you. You know, your negativity is what they feel, too. You are a walking mood conductor. So just try that. I have more techniques that would that take more time than we've got to explain one of the things that I do. Um, but another thing, too, another really big intention tip I want to give everybody is being specific. Probably the most important thing I can talk about in terms of getting what you want in your life is to be specific. Most people do things like this. They'll say, I want to be rich. When they actually don't want to be rich, what they want to be is um, free from debt, or they want to have another job, or they want more time, you know, or they want to change careers, or they want to retire, or spend more time with their children or grandchildren. You know, but they think being rich and just some general generality like that is going to solve all of their problems. They don't really want all that extra stuff and bother, etc. They just want to be out of the situation they're in. So instead of throwing some big generality at the universe, tell the universe exactly what you want, how much you want, how much you when you need it for. You know, and this is one of the really important 
things that I can't emphasize enough that we talk about a lot in my course and in all of my work. One of the things I've found from intention masters and just studying what works in the laboratory with my big intention experiments and the power of eight is being specific. Mm. Does that mean date and time as well? You bet. Absolutely. You know, tell the universe exactly what you want and when you want it. Sometimes the how is a little elastic. I've seen that over and over again. But um, but tell the universe who you want it for, what you want, when you want it, why you want it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just give the universe as much information as, as, as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need mm-hmm. to pay back something, some loan by August 31st, Put that in there, you know, August 31st, 2020. Put that in your intention. And then just let it go. Yes. But remember, what I'm talking about here is not individual intentions. I am emphasizing this in a group. This in a group. That's where I find the magnified power. And yes, you, let, you can have your group intend for you a few times, but let it go. Then go to someone else. Intend for someone in the group. Intend for people outside the group. What is most powerful about the intention groups, the power of eight groups, is the fact that you do get off yourself. What I've found probably the most important element is altruism. Um, You know, I looked at the evidence for intention. I looked at the evidence, which I have looked at exhaustively. I've looked at the evidence for the power of groups. These are all important. Um, groups, you know, create a kind of collective effervescence, as one psychologist once put it. But one of the big, big factors here is altruism. You know, altruism, when you look at the science of it, is like a bulletproof vest. People who do things for other people, no matter how small, live longer, happy, happier, healthier lives. It's extraordinary. Uh, if they're helping somebody, even with the same illness, they're more likely to get better. Um, they're more likely to live longer. Um, there was a wonderful study of prayer looking at 400 people with depression. A psychologist put them into two groups. One group got the praying done for them. The other group did the praying. And when afterward, remember they were all depressed. Afterward, when he went through a whole bunch of uh, factors to try to see their progress, he found that the people who got the praying did well, but not anywhere near as well as the people who did the praying. So this is what I see over and over in our Power of Eight groups, is that people are, uh, when they get off of themselves, that oftentimes is the key to changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in other words, as you're healing, helping other people to heal, that's coming back around to helping you heal. Absolutely, over and over again. I mean, I have one group with our master class this year. They intended for somebody with a rotator cuff injury. Two other people in the group had shoulder issues. All three of them healed. And Mm -hmm. it was for their intention for one other person. But we find that over and over again, it's some amazing mirror effect. When you do this in the group, how does this work? So, for example, let's say the person has a rotator cuff injury, and I'm in the group, 
do I then visualize that person with a healed shoulder, a healed rotator cuff? Is that what yeah, I do? Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, there's, you know, you, you have to formulate an intention together. You know, I've given the rudimentaries of it in my book, The Power of Eight. Um, you have to visualize that person being healed, and you also have to um, formulate an intention statement together. And then you all hold that and hold that person being healed. You know, there's, there are 13 keys to intention mastery. And I've mentioned one of them, being specific. And visualization, of course, is another one. But there are a number that really require a lot of specificity and a lot of coordination together. Mm-hmm. So as you're, as you're saying, the, the more specific, and you said you write an intention together. Can you give us an example mm-hmm. of what an intention might look like, Lynn? Sure. I mean, um, I do these every week for people, our entire community. We have a thing called Intention of the Week where people write in who have serious health challenges or, or nominate somebody else who has a health challenge. And our whole community does an intention for them on Sundays. We do three of them every week. It's my worst job. Um, because I have to choose three people among all of the people who write in all the time. Usually it's people with very serious illnesses, and we all do an intention for them. It's, of course, completely free. Um, And I'll give you an example of what we usually do. And let's say Jane Doe has a very sore big toe. We will do our intention is that Jane Doe be immediately permanently and completely healed of all pain in her right big toe and be healthy and well in every way. Mm-hmm. So that has satisfied, that kind of intention has satisfied the what and the who and the, you know, exactly what it is and when it is and immediately. And we throw in healthy and well in every way just to mop it up. Yeah. And uh, this is now when people, if people decide, if people don't get into your course or can't take your, your webinar for any reason, they can create their own intention groups throughout the country by getting eight people, correct? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be eight. I mean, if, if they get hold of my book, The Power of Eight, it explains the rudimentaries of doing intention and forming groups. Um, and the purpose of that book was to create groups around the world, which is happening. Now, let's say you don't have eight friends, um, and as I say, it doesn't have to be eight. Eight is kind of a Goldilocks figure, but it works with six and it works with 12. I think more than 12, it gets a bit unwieldy, and less than about four, and you don't really have a group. Um, But if you don't have eight friends or so, um, you can also come on my website, lynnmctaggart.com forward slash forum, and sign up to create a virtual group with other people in your time zone. And we've got thousands of them organizing, too. Mm. And they would do that on their own. So that's not a course directly with you, but it's through your organization. Exactly. It's just for us helping people set up Power of Eight groups. Yeah, you don't have to take a course with me to set up a Power of Eight group. It's for people who want to really do intention mastery and and want to be supervised for the whole year, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, That sounds wonderful. And you do one course a year. I do a lot of courses a year, but I do one master class. We do 
a more advanced class called Accelerated Intention, which is when you're really blocked. We do a retreat called Heal Your Past. Um, we do, which is using intention, and I work with my husband, Brian Hubbard, who is the author of the book, The Untrue Story of You, who has developed a whole timelight um, uh, mechanism for healing the past, and we kind of put our stuff together. Um, we just came back from a retreat we did in Spain, in the Rioja district of Spain. Mm. We do, I do a, um, I do a, um, Become a Better Healer with the Power of Eight for people who are therapists and many, many other courses. Um, but as I say, only one year-long year master class because I, I really devote myself to those people for a year. So anybody listening, we're now in November of 2019. If they want to be part of your master class for 2020, uh, 2020, then they should be applying now online at your website. Yes, yes. And um, I want to also, yes, please, and that's lynnmctaggart.com. I also want to talk, Patricia, a bit about what happens with people being part of our intention experiments. We haven't talked about that much, but um, one of the most amazing elements of the intention experiment we've, we've had is lowering violence in war-torn areas or violent areas. I've done seven of these mm. now, and all seven have shown a lowering of violence, including in St. Louis, where we focused on the most violent area of the country, um, which was of America, which was a certain area, the fairground area of St. Louis, Missouri, and we had an effect. But here was here's the big interesting thing. I surveyed the participants who were part of these intention experiments, and I have found that thousands of people right back saying that something in their lives has mirrored what we've tried to do. So with the case of um, peace experiments, trying to lower violence, people's own lives become more peaceful. They write in saying, I've made up with my estranged brother, or my father apologized for abandoning me, or, you know, our family are getting along better now, or, my goodness, my boss, it's like night and day. And, you know, and thousands of these, each time we do an experiment. But probably the most powerful thing of all was what happened last year when I ran an intention experiment with um, uh, uh, for Jerusalem. And I used special equipment that enabled me to speak to different audiences. Um, it was a technology where we could put a camera into different conference rooms and so have different audiences in different countries. So I was working with a, uh, a guy who's hosted me in the Middle East a lot, uh, Dr. Salah al-Rashad, who is like the Deepak of the Middle East. And we put cameras in eight, um, um, eight Arab cities, conference rooms in eight Arab cities, um, like, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and Oman and Jordan, etc. And the ninth camera was in an audience filled with Israeli Jews. So we had Jews and Arabs doing this intention together. Plus, it was run live wow. on my YouTube channel. And so we had people around the world. Um, here was the amazing thing. So we did intention to lower violence in an area of the old city of Jerusalem, which was experiencing violence. And I understand that the violence went down afterward. But more interesting was this. 
afterward, because it was technology where I could see all of these different people, almost like being on Skype or Zoom, and they could see me mm-hmm. and speak back to me and to each other, they, I asked them how it was for them, and they started saying things like the Arabs were saying to the Israelis, your God is my God. Everybody was crying. Wow. The Israelis were saying, we love uh, you, and the Arabs were saying, we love you back. Uh, and remember, uh, these are people who have been brought up to hate each other, you know, to think yes. that there's horns growing out of their heads. And it's the yes. second time it happened, because we did another intention experiment on the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and I had both Arabs and Americans take part, as well as people around the world. And the same thing happened. The Americans started befriending the Arabs on my Facebook pages and social media pages. Arabs started saying things like, your God is my God. And they started forgiving each other for 9-11, both sides. Mm. So one of the things that I'm really interested in is the big mirror effect of intention experiments, that participating in this giant group, what is almost like giant group prayer, has a real healing effect on people who are polarized. So one of the things we're working on is looking at trying to do this next year, 2020, um, with different audiences around the world who are polarized. So in America, mm. um, both Republicans and Democrats. So this is one of the you know big plans that we have. So people also take part in my work by just being part of an intention experiment, which costs no money, everybody is welcome to take part. Thank you, Lynn. It's just been amazing to talk with you, really. It's been an honor, and the work that you're doing is so amazing. I mean, it's just helping to heal the planet. That's, that's what this work is, isn't it? Helping to heal well, the I planet. Well, I hope so. And I hope so. I mean, I found... There is an amazing element of intention in a group that seems to be totally transform, transformational. Well, I really appreciate your time, uh, and I know you're, uh, you're American, right? You're living in England, in London, but you are from this country, from the States. Absolutely. New Jersey girl by birth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I've lived over here for more than yeah. 30 years, so uh, wow. still holding on to the accent with yeah. great, with both yeah. hands. Yeah, it's wonderful. So people can find you at lynnmctaggart.com. That's it. And find out about your your twenty yeah your twenty twenty group. Again, any closing thoughts for us? What would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, I just want everybody to know, you know, at a time where we feel particularly angry and polarized and in pain, so much pain um, for all the things going on, you know, the news is. Everybody is so angry and angry at each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I just find that there is a real healing power to the power of a small group. So if this is your, you know, your present right now, um, I really urge you, this is your birthright. You know, I'm kind of the gatekeeper, I suppose, because this was somehow... I was enlisted to do this. Um, But, you know, this is a power that belongs to all of us. You know, we have this healing power in a group, and it's like clicking your heels together and finding that that's your way home. You know, I I guess what I want to say to everybody is, you know, don't squander this gift. You know, set up a Power of Eight 
and group and find it out for yourself. Right. Thank you, Lynn, so much for being on the program. It was amazing. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Stay on the line just stay on the line just for a second. I folks, this wraps up our, okay, our sure. program with Linda Taggart. Please go on to lindacaggart.com. You can find me, Patricia Raskin, at patriciaraskin.com. You can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll send you a copy of my newsletter, which lists all these wonderful guests. And Facebook is Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can like me there. Thanks so much. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.